finally. It's Steelers training camp week, y'all. We're back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. We're going to talk about the top matchups for the top rookies to look forward to in camp. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making the Locked On Steelers podcast your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And today's episode is sponsored by eBay Motors. This episode of Locked On Steelers is brought to you by eBay Motors, a championship team that is about to each that is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Say stay in the game with eBay guaranteed fit. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now, First of all, I want to thank everyone for uh, all their congratulations and stuff. Uh, got to take off on the engage uh, on the engagement sort of moon. Uh, we went out to San Francisco, had a great time, and I appreciate uh, no one hounded me because there wasn't a Monday episode. And I, I let y'all know we was going to take that one off. Uh, also, quick shout out to Amandi and Sway, who I met out in San Francisco and got to say hi. They said they were big fans of the show. Want to let all y'all know who are going to training camp, do not be afraid to say hi to me. If I have to get moving, I have to get moving because sometimes there are times we just got to get on the move at training camp. But I love talking to fans of the show or, you know, just express, express your opinions. Let me know what you think. Ask questions. I'm very friendly. So if you make it out to Latrobe at St. Vincent College for Steelers training camp, holla at me. I hope to see you there. Let's get into what I think is going to be the biggest parts of Steelers training camp. And there's a lot of excitement and plot lines and things we're looking for. Kenny Pickett is probably still the biggest story despite everything else. We're not going to talk about Kenny Pickett. We're going to talk about the the rookies. And specifically, I want to focus on the Steelers' top three picks. Broderick Jones, Joey Porter Jr., and Keanu Benn. Because all three of them, I think, could have a pivotal role in this franchise's chance to get back into Super Bowl contention within the next few years. Now. Broderick Jones is an offensive tackle. I want to focus on him. What we're going to do for all three of these players over the next three, uh, next, next two couple segments here, we're going to focus on the top matchups and uh, that they'll go up against in training camp and why I think those matchups could benefit them, hurt them, biggest challenges to overcome, those type of situations. Also, please excuse me if I have a little bit of a nasally voice. I'm still dealing with a cold after the end of my trip, so we're trying to work through that. But let's get into Broderick Jones here. I think Broderick Jones has the perfect nightmare, of you will, of players to practice against. Now, of course, T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith right at the top of the line there. That's a challenge. That's going to be a challenge for anybody. That's a challenge for the top starting offensive tackles in the NFL. So, of course, it's going to be a challenge for Broderick Jones. But what I'm very intrigued to see from Broderick Jones when he goes up against those guys, and he's going to go up against those guys at some point, um, is how does he bounce back after his first like real good butt whooping? Because Dan Moore Jr., Dan Moore took took it really strong his first year, but he was getting whooped up and down. I'll also say I do anticipate Alex Highsmith to get matched up with Broderick Jones a lot more because Alex Highsmith is the right outside linebacker, which means he matches up with the left tackle, which means more, more shots for him. Um, but 
uh, Alex Highsmith put Dan Moore Jr. through the ringer for the last two years. And Dan Moore Jr.'s uh, rookie year, oh, man, I mean, if you remember, I did shows on this on this very channel about it. I was like, ooh, ah, it's getting bad out there. Oh, gosh. And then the next year, Dan Moore Jr. stood up to him and was like, okay, Dan Moore's improving. Um, but this is also a different Alex Highsmith. When <laughs> Alex Highsmith was doing that, he was a second-year player. He was figuring things out still in the NFL. This is a, what I believe to be a fully developed Alex Highsmith. Uh, also, we talked about his uh, his new contract briefly on a bonus episode I did last week when that happened. We'll talk more about him in the third segment with the, what the, kind of like that contract will mean for the Steelers. But I really think a big advantage for Broderick Jones as far as a learning opportunity for him and the Steelers is how technical the Steelers edge rushers are. One thing you hear me talk about a lot when it comes to want, when it comes to Highsmith, both of these guys have a wide array of techniques to win their positions. They're not just guys that rely on their size or their speed or their explosiveness or their length. They're guys who are mastering technique 24-7. When they're not practicing on the field, they're working with each other, looking like they're doing karate moves with all the different moves and counter moves they do to each other just to make each other sharper. And you can see Alex Highsmith's progress steadily. In, in a lot of those moves over the past three seasons. And now I think he's in a position where he's going to be a serious, he was a serious problem last year, but he's going to be even more of a serious problem for the for, for, for all for all the opponents of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And for Broderick Jones, I think one of his biggest weaknesses when it came to college, and you know how big I was on Broderick Jones, but I said this going in, because of his limited experience, I think, because, and, and because of his strength, sometimes he would rely too much on his strength and sometimes that would allow him to be a little too overaggressive, lean a little bit too far, and then he would lose out to different techniques and not have as many counter moves. I would want to see how does Broderick Jones respond when, when they start hitting him with their different moves because they won't just use a rip move. They won't just use a spin move. They'll use a swim move. They'll use different things. They'll use a club. They'll, 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 they'll use a fake out. They'll just bull rush him. How does he respond to those different moves? If he stands up to them on in, in, a, in a certain a few practices and has some moments where it seems like he's he's learning on you know learning on trial by fire and he has some good moments there, those could be real highlights of camp to look forward to. And I encourage anyone to get out to Latrobe so you can see it. It's a great experience for the family, uh, for and for Steelers fans just in general. It's a lot of it's a lot of fun. Come out and see even beyond the practices. There's a lot of food. There's entertainment. There's things to, for your kids to do. It's awesome. Go out and do it. But um, Broderick Jones, I think against, especially Highsmith and Watt has a great opportunity to learn how to counter different moves and learn quickly on the job. I also think a big part of this will be, uh, the guys after, uh, Watt and Highsmith will be Marcus Golden and Nick Herbig and Golden's a veteran with plenty of techniques himself. And Herbig's a guy who was winning a technique. I, I just I think that this is a really good opportunity for Broderick Jones to attack the weakness that was most identifiable on tape when I was studying his college career at Georgia. And if he's able to grow from that, I think it's going to be really cool to watch. But there's also one other person I think could be a really interesting challenge for him, and that's DeMarvin Leal. Now, one thing I love every year, excuse me, I'm trying not to sneeze. One thing I love every year is when Mike Tomlin has matchups that he absolutely wants to see. This when he gets a new guy on the team and he see and he has a veteran, um, he wants to match those guys up. And he'll just sound so excited to do it uh, when they put the pads on and things get more physical. And again, the first few days of practice aren't going to have pads. It's going to be them getting used to things. But when the pads go on 
I guarantee you it's going to be Broderick Jones and DeMarvin Leal a little Bender. bit. And because of his his size and his abilities, I think his his the things that he does, because he also has a lot of really good hand technique, I think he's also a good person for Broderick Jones to kind of test his skills against and grow from in the matchups that they'll be able to force. And I can, I'm pretty sure, I, I'm, I, I'll even guarantee it, I guarantee when they when they start doing matchups and Mike Tomlin's standing over and he's calling out which ones he wants, he'll 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 go up. He would say, Leal Jones, get in there, and they're gonna go at it. And I think it's gonna be a really great opportunity. But Broderick Jones isn't the only rookie who's gonna have some great opportunities to learn against some top players. I want to talk about Joey Porter Jr. and Keanu Benton because I think there's some really interesting points to talk about when it comes to those training camp matchups. We'll get to that and Alex Highsmith's contract in just a minute here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. So don't go anywhere. We got a lot to talk about still as training camp approaches players report on Wednesday but before we do any any of that we want to remind you guys that this podcast is sponsored by better help therapy online now better help ther- therapy online if you don't if you're if you if you don't know about better help therapy they're a great opportunity for you to get to get the help you need in your life i'm a person who I used to be stubborn about therapy. I used to not understand what the whole point was of of getting therapy until I started actually uh, actually getting it. And when I started getting help from therapists, it was such a boost in my life. And that's something that that BetterHelp therapy can bring to you easily when it comes to uh, when it, when, it, when it comes to the help that they provide. There's plenty of times in your life that you need to show up for yourself and BetterHelp Online is here to help you do that. So right now, BetterHelp Online offers therapy sessions with licensed therapists that can help you identify things that you need to work on. They'll match you with your own licensed professional therapist and you can get that match in, in just 48 hours or less. And this isn't a crisis, a crisis line. This isn't uh, a hotline. This isn't self-help. It's actual professional therapy that you can get, you can get to help, to help you in all the challenges that, that you're facing and people get use better help all over the world. So be, be sure to check out BetterHelp Therapy online. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. With therapy, it can take a few tries to find the right fit for you. BetterHelp makes it easy and free to change therapists if needed. And they have a special offer for our listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's betterhelp.com slash locked on for BetterHelp Therapy online. Do check them out. It's a great opportunity to help you get, get in your life. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host Chris Carter. We're continuing our topic here about um, about the Steelers and, and the things that they're uh, and the things that we're looking for in training camp, and specifically the top three rookies. Now, let's move to uh, Joey Porter Jr. because there's a lot of different things to be excited about here for Joey Porter Jr. and uh, I think that there's there's a few things that I think are going to be interesting opportunities. Now, for one, there's going to be the fact that the biggest thing that everyone's talked about and how he's going to need to improve is he's going to need to learn how to use his hands without getting himself in trouble, which is a challenge. It's not an easy thing that just that they just fix overnight. Uh, Joey Porter Jr. was a very physical guy in college. He's six foot three, has long arms. He's going to be able to challenge a lot of receivers at the line of scrimmage but he's going to have to learn to do that in a smart way. But 
I think, much like how Broderick Jones has an opportunity to learn from some really good technique guys out on the edge, I think that there's a real opportunity for Joey Porter Jr. to make progress against uh, with, with those problems as well, while also still working on the rest of his game, particularly because of the Steelers' two top receivers. Now, those, those receivers, of course, being uh, Deontay Johnson and George Pickens, Deontay Johnson... As much as I know, there's a lot of Steelers fans that just don't like him, and I, I get it. He didn't score a touchdown last year. He does have a drops problem. He's gone backwards on certain plays. There's things to complain about with Deontay Johnson. I get it. But that man is one of the best route runners in the NFL. And if there's anyone to get Joey Porter Jr. to learn what it's like to go up against great route runners in the NFL on the Steelers roster, it is Deontay Johnson. Heck, it might that might be the best person in the NFL to learn from when it comes to just in-game experience. Now, mind you, I'm not saying that Deontay Johnson is going to be like, oh, Jay, Joey, come over here. Let me. No, he's going to try to eat him alive. And that is what you want in the competition. Uh, like, go back. And if you ever, if you ever want to Google just for fun, uh, look up. Ike Taylor versus Antonio Brown in training camp. They used to have wars, but it was so much fun to, to watch because of the, the battles that they would go at. And they weren't friends about it. They, they were a couple times. They would scrap over it. But you want that competition, and that competition, it pushes each of those guys to be better. That's what Mike Tomlin wants. And I really think that Johnson with his route running and Pickens with his combat catchability – those are two spectrums of the important part of the most important parts of wide receiver play that Joey Porter Jr. will have a chance to go up against regularly in training camp. So you have one guy who will be great at getting separation, great at getting space, great at making plays. And then you have another guy who's great at going up and getting the football, high pointing it, pulling it down, even when the when the, when the cornerback is right on them. And that's going to be a chance for Joey Porter Jr. to learn how to play different types of receivers in the NFL. And he's going to need to get ready for that because the Steelers, you know, eventually he's going to someday he's going to get matched up with Jamar Chase. I don't know if that's going to be this year too often, but someday you want that's why they drafted him 32nd overall in the NFL draft. So. Joey Porter Jr., I can see going up against those guys, and I can see some competition there. George Pickens is a feisty dude. You know, he's not a guy that goes down quietly. There were some times that he kind of got in there with Minka. Two young guys that are confident about their skills. And as much as Joey Porter Jr., he is so nice and so polite and so well-spoken with us in the media, but he is a dog on the field, and it is going to get nasty when him and George Pickens lock horns in training camp. That's going to be one of those matchups that, like, when things are happening, a bunch of us reporters, you're going to see us moving on the sidelines. Oh, we got to go watch that one. We got to go watch that one. That's going to be one of the ones that we're really excited excited to see. So I think that that – that that combination too, because Johnson's also going to give him the business. And Johnson, Deontay talks his stuff, but he's not. I don't think he's as as like poke the bear type of guy, type of trash talker as George Pickens. Maybe I'm wrong there, but it just in my experience and watching those guys work in training camp, I only had one training camp to watch George Pickens. That's what I read from that there, and I just think that's a great opportunity for Joey Porter Jr. to kind of figure out his game as the Steelers get him ready to be a starter in the NFL, and we'll see. Will he end up being a starter by the end of training camp? I don't think so because I think Patrick Peterson and Levi Wallace are still really two two really good players that you could that you can lock in there. But I think Joey Porter Jr. could be ready to start, and he can maybe just not necessarily get the job outright, but be in a position where the Steelers could count on him. So there's that. The other player here, Keanu Benton, defensive lineman out of Wisconsin. I like Keanu Benton because he is feisty. He is physical he's not afraid to get physical he's also got a good sense of humor but 
I'm telling you, I think there's going to be some interesting prodding going on with him because the Steelers, remember we've been talking about the Steelers need to be goons. They need to be mean. They need to be bullies. They need to push people around. Keanu Benton is probably one of the better defensive line prospects that I saw that fit the bully category in this class. And there were some, I'm not going to say like, you know, Jalen Carter was not, was not a bully, but Keanu Benton, I think was like, there's guys who specialize as pass rushers and Keanu Benton to me, he was just, I specialize in beating people up. And that's what, that's what the Steelers won. Now here's the thing in training camp where Keanu Benton gets those matchups. I think it's gonna be very interesting. I have three guys that I think he's going to match up with a lot who are going to be kind of like his rivals in this training camp. That's Mason Cole, Nate Herbig, Kevin Dotson. Now you're probably sitting here saying, whoa, whoa, wait a second, Chris. What about James Daniels, Isaac Salamalo? Hear me out. My point here is when you look at how Keanu Benton's probably going to be used, the Steelers, I think most of the time, are going to come out with their base nickel formation. Hayward and Ogunjobi is their two interior defensive tackles. Their edge guys out there in Watt and Highsmith, two linebackers. So you got six guys there, your slot corner, your two, your, your outside corners, then your two safeties, or, you know, your three safeties if you take off the slot corner, whatever. But point being, Keanu Benton wouldn't be in that mix unless he was in the second rotation of guys. But where he could be on the first team defense is the 3-4 where they need a guy in the middle and he's the guy they want on the nose. And if he's in that position on the first team when they're doing practices, that means he's locking horns with Mason Cole. Now, Mason Cole is a good center. I've talked about him a lot on this show. I think he's deserving of what the Steelers are paying him, and he's, he's helped stabilize a lot last year. But Mason Cole is one of those guys that will dig in you and he will kind of tick you off after you go out to go up against him a few times. And I think that that will be something that the Steelers not officially will say, hey, Mason, go annoy the rookie. But I think they're going to be like be calling on Mason to kind of like poke him a little bit and poke that. He'll be a guy that pokes the bear and Keanu Benton will have to learn how to one, stand up for yourself, be, be physical, but also don't lose your head in doing so. Cam Hayward does it every year to offensive linemen. I can see Mason Cole being the guy that kind of does it to Keanu Benton and kind of gets that response from him. And I honestly think Keanu Benton is probably going to be the guy that fights the most in training camp because they're going to be doing this so much to him. Just a prediction. I'm not saying this is anything bad about the Steelers or Keanu Benton. I'm saying that I think that this is going to be something that they try to that they try to do because they want their guys to be dogs. They want their 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 guys in the trenches to be mean and nasty, and they want them to get used to those type of fights without going too far overboard. And that's one challenge they're going to have for Benton. Now you're probably asking, okay, but what about Kevin Dotson and Nate? Why those guys? Because here's hear me out. A lot of times the matchups you see are going to be, you know, first team versus first team, first team, second team, you know, th those things like that. I think a lot of times, especially in seven shots scenarios and things like that, you'll see uh you'll you'll see Benton out there with the second team because he'll be on that second group of guys uh when they're in nickel formations or things like that and that's when you'll go up against Herbig at one interior position and Dotson in another um in another interior position and maybe even Kendrick Green maybe he thought get, gets in this mix at all but I, I think this is a real good opportunity for Benton to show that he is a physically dominant force and if nothing else, if he still needs to work on pass rush technique, if he still needs to sharpen up when he uses certain moves and how, that is fine. 
he's not he's not in a, the Steelers aren't in a position where they need Keanu Benton to be a superstar defensive tackle to the level of Stephon Tuitt and Cam Hayward, Nogan Joby. Like they they don't need him to be there, but they need him to be a strong force who comes off the bench and whoops tail. And that is where I think that they're going to try to bug him the most. And if he can get that out of training camp. He'll be in a good place. And then over time, he'll develop the moves. They'll work on that later. That's what Stephon Tuitt did. The first thing Stephon Tuitt did for the Steelers was he became a behemoth who just ate people alive. And then eventually, he got better at the, at the pass rush techniques and became the guy that Steelers fans uh, came to love as a, as, a, as a really good interior pass rusher. But those are the top matches I'm see, I see for the rookies. Not necessarily just about you know winning certain techniques, but also winning certain mental games and trying to get them to understand this is all part of getting used to the NFL and being useful to your team without being a liability and costing you your team in big moments. We'll have more to talk about training camp, but I want to talk about Alex Highsmith's contract situation because, man, I think this could work out in a few ways for the Steelers. We'll talk about that in a minute here. Oh, woo. Oh, excuse me, on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We continue our show here. We got to talk about Alex Heisman's contract. Now, as I said last week, my last three episodes were very much pre-recorded on Tuesday, so we had no chance to oper- to, to respond to Alex Heithmas signing a new contract on Wednesday, which is totally when all things happen, is when you go on vacation. I can't tell you, I was sitting there in the in the San Francisco airport being like, you got to be kidding me. They literally did it as soon as I got out here. But I was able to do an emergency episode where I kind of like just talked it over, so I put that out there. If you, if you wanted to check that out, you could still check that out. But this is a chance to talk about the, the contract numbers uh, for those who haven't seen them. So uh, Alex Highsmith uh, getting getting his new deal. Remember, it goes through 2027 when he's 30 years old and he's getting paid pretty well. Next this this year, his numbers are still normal. Four point four million in cap number actually saved the Steelers a little bit of money with with this deal. Um, but next year in 2024 is when it spikes up. And if you look over the, the, the four years after that, and that was a four year extension, he's a thirteen point nine million dollar cap hit. Gotta love that first number. I God, man, it's, I, I, it's my first day back. We got a 13 nine. Y'all let's go. But anyways, uh, 2025, he's 16.2. Then in 2026 is 17.7, 18.7 after that. Uh, so gradually building up typical Steelers contract, uh, guaranteed money dwindles in those years. But I, I think a big thing to look at here with Alex Highsmith and, and these numbers, uh, one Alex Highsmith is absolutely going to be a, a guy who they try to restructure like next year as soon as like as soon as they, they you know the money hits the fan and they need to like, create more space because that's going to have numbers to stick around. He'll also be thirty by the by the end of his contract. So if he's still rocking for the Steelers, he'll be, they'll probably re-sign him for another two or three year deal uh, at the at the end of this contract. Um, and, and I think that Alex Highsmith, all he's displayed is the ability to grow and learn at, at a high pace for the Steelers while staying humble and fitting the organization perfectly. So uh, I think there's a lot of great stuff uh, for Alex Highsmith to, to look forward to here. But looking at the contract, now you're probably saying there, okay, 13.9 million, and there's all these numbers that Chris just threw at me. What's that going to impact the Steelers' salary cap? Well, if you're looking on overthecap.com and how it works, um, this year they still have about like $11.7 million in cap space or so. Um, 
you, that's that's fine. That's around where you want them to be. I think they still have to sign Joey Porter Jr.'s contract officially, so that'll impact the numbers a little bit. But they're in a, a fine place there. Now, if you look at 2024, you might hit the panic button and say, oh, my goodness, they only have $654,000 of cap space left that year, which is nothing in the NFL, which means they would need to make moves. But as I've said before, do not panic because there are some obvious moves that can be made next year to save that money. For example, Allen Robinson next year, as it stands, the receiver they signed over in free agency, uh, his 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 cap number would be $11.9 million. His cap number will not be $11.9 million last year, I promise you. And his de- the, the, the Steelers, if they just simply cut him next year, they'd save $10 million straight up. That immediately shoots them back up to $10 million in team cap space. Um, I could also see them restructuring deals like Alex Highsmith's, like Larry Ogunjobi's, both guys are with cap that's over $13 million. Um, with new deals that they just signed this year, I could see them easily pushing that money down the line. Other guys with big salary cap numbers include James Daniels, Mika Fitzpatrick, TJ Watt, Cam Hayward. Now, some guys, you can't keep quit kicking the can down the road because you've already done it a couple times. You can. I mean, you, you literally can. But I think another guy that's a big person to talk about here, uh, Chooks Okor 4. Again, Chooks is a fine offensive lineman. He has a good job. But he's an $11.8 million cap hit next year. And that's a lot of money to be spending for a guy that's not an elite tackle or a, a, a close to Pro Bowl tackle, if you will. And I could totally see the Steelers. If Broderick Jones works out this year and Dan Moore Jr. kind of still is doing doing well, they could say, Dan Moore, get to right tackle. Chooks, sorry, man. And, and again, that's not to call out Chooks, but just seeing how money works, they would save $8.7 million against the cap. There will be ways for them to make that happen. And it might not be Chooks. Chooks have a great year, and they got to find that money somewhere else. But I, I see there are maneuverable ways to handle that. And then when they hit 2025, when Alex Hyde-Smith, uh, his, uh, his, his cap number will shoot up to like $16.2 million, they've got a lot of space. They've got a 140 point, 104, over $140 million in cap space. Granted, they will have a lot of people to sign by that point, but uh, they will have plenty of space to create the team that they want to create. That's two years down the road. So the point being Alex Heisman's contract pays him well and does not break the Steelers, which I think puts is a very awesome thing for the Steelers. And it's the benefit again of having a rookie quarterback under contract. Like a lot of these other teams have had a benefit like the bills when they had Josh Allen under rookie contract, that time's up. We'll see how that impacts them. Like the, like the Bengals with Joe Burrow right now, there's a lot of teams that have benefited from that. And that's part of the, uh, the, the, the path of young teams with young, successful quarterbacks that if Kenny Pickett does hit, he's going to have a team that has plenty of paid players on it that are good at what they do. But yeah. now we know Alex Highsmith's contract. We knew it wasn't going to bankrupt the Steelers, but now seeing the hard numbers, you can see the path of, wow, they really kept their both of their top edge rushers. They've drafted a lot of talented players. They still have Minka Fitzpatrick under contract. And they still have a forgeable path with how they can keep building this team, keep players that are really good and young on this team, while still also maybe finding a way to manage this roster into the future. So another point for Omar Khan in negotiations, because Alex Highsmith's one of those guys. I mean, if you remember, Bud Dupree was beloved by the Steelers. There wasn't any bad blood in his departure. It's just that he was going to get paid somewhere else. And when Bud Dupree was about to get paid, the Steelers were still had Ben Roethlisberger under contract. And that's not Ben's fault. 
you keep your veteran for you know franchise hall of fame quarterback but it's part of just the natural disposition of when you're when you're paying one paying one position you can't pay all you know especially when you're paying the quarterback position you can't pay that many more of your other guys this is an opportunity for the Steelers to strike while the iron is hot with this defense Alex Highsmith TJ Watt Minka Fitzpatrick Cam Hayward for the next couple of years, even Larry Ogunjobi. I think, you know, he's not, you know, all pro caliber, but I think he can be, you know, approaching Pro Bowl caliber. You brought in Patrick Peterson. And then again, if you hit with Joey Porter Jr., Keanu Benton, and other guys like that, this defense could very well be elite, not just this year, but for the foreseeable future. And it could be the staple of the Steelers yet again that not only makes them serious contenders in the AFC North but maybe even Super Bowl contenders in the next couple seasons. So, Alex Highsmith contract, another good job by Omar Khan. We'll have a lot more to talk about here in the Lockdown Steelers podcast. Training camp, players report Wednesday. So, we will be talking with players there. We'll have a show Wednesday morning with Alan Saunders, getting you ready for that and all, all of the to- topics and storylines going into training camp. So, stay, re- stay tuned here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast for that. And then, when training camp's going, I'll be there on hand. We'll be covering it. You'll get all the information that you need, all the insight. We'll be doing it just like we did the last the last few years. So stick here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Thanks again for tuning in. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Carter Critiques. Back on your screens and in your ears tomorrow with another episode of Locked On Steelers. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at grammarly.com podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done.